Hi, I'm Joe Shelton. I'm a singer, songwriter, and music producer, as well as a software engineer, and most of all, a father with a daughter who recently moved to Scotland. And I'm Bailey, a magazine editor, graphic designer, and illustrator. This podcast is our weekly catch-up. We wanted to share it with you and let you be a part of our family rabble. Hello, hello, and welcome to Family Rabble, um, your favorite podcast with two family members. Uh, it, it's it's kind of outrageous for me to for me to say that, but um, quite frankly, it's true. So, uh, thank you for joining us today. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Bailey Shelton. I'm here with my dad. Dad, would you like to introduce yourself to the class? Yes, I'm Joe Shelton, um, co-host of Family Rabble, Senior, singer, songwriter. Singer, um, songwriter, host of Moonshine and Music, which is a different he's got a, podcast. He's got a fresher face than mine right now. Because um, <laughs> I'm, I, I, I was running errands before this, and then I got distracted making um, food, and I have not showered. So, uh, with your clean shave, you're actually. I, I have showered. Yes. Yeah, you're and fresher shaved. than me. Yeah, so. and completely shaved, not just um, into the goatee. Are you, are you bald as well right now? No, no, I have lots of. There hair. we go. There we go. What I like is that it appears. I know, dear listener, that you would not know this, but um, my dad has. Uh, I recently was talking about this with mom. Um, it's called like a money piece, right? And it's when the front, like two, like the bangs area of your hair is like a different color than the rest of your hair. Yeah, and yours is just naturally. Yeah, it's naturally. It's like what people do to like color it. Like they put like a little, yeah, little yeah. High, got, like a blonde a highlight specific, there. Yeah, yeah, you've got like a gray streak in your hair, got like a, a gray highlight in the front. It's yeah. cool. I like it. Um, you know, I've started, I've started going gray at twenty five. Um, I started going gray at fifty or so, forty nine. Well, yeah. okay. So I was what curious about this because mom, mom had gray early. Yeah, but I'm I think starting. I, to have she, gray hairs. she was getting gray at like 22 or three. Yeah, well, that's what she gets for being stressed out. Um, I didn't but have that problem. Mostly your fault. I think around 24. <laughs> yeah, I hear actually. Um, right that about that's the time a, you were born. That's a thing that pregnancy yeah. can do is, is make your hair go gray. So I mean, it didn't go gray. She had like two gray hairs, and she was freaking out. But yes. well, I mean, <laughs> I had like two gray hairs when I was in my early 20s, but now yeah. it's like. Yeah. It's kind of noticeable, like, like mm. especially wow. with like my roots are darker and in the sunshine, you can see that there are like, it's, it's not like I have patches of gray, but I definitely have gray hairs. Well, there, I mean, so. she colored hers like her natural color for a long time and then she stopped, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I have no interest in doing that. In fact, like, I, I feel like I'm probably leaning towards now that I know it's going gray. I'm like, man, I should just cut off the part that I've bleached and let it grow and see what's under there, you know? Because hmm. yeah, I, I want to know had it, if... You had it blonde for a long time. Yeah, I, for the last few years, I've been bleaching it because I, I, you know, I was like, well, if n not now, when? Um, and, and so I've had <laughs> it bleached for a few years, but um, I used to have like really chunky hair highlights in summer like when, when i was 31 i tried to uh put my hair back to the color it was when i was 17 which is was blonde yeah and um uh, like a blonde brown like a really light color because it got really dark when i was in my 20s mm -hmm. um 
And then, uh, so I did that and it turned orange. Like the, the yeah, coloring I remember stuff, orange. The coloring I stuff that I used was not adequate. It was not good. And yeah. I should, and I didn't have like, I didn't want to like go pay for somebody to do it. So I just had orange hair for a couple of months and then I shaved you, it all off. You know, what's really weird is I know so many people who are like, I don't really want to pay for it, but mm -hmm. bleaching yeah, you have your hair is it. like the one yeah. thing I'm like, yeah, I want a professional to do it. I do the, not want to be involved <laughs> at all. That's the thing that I learned. Either you're going to like pull out the, you know, the bucks and actually do it or the halfway is just yeah. bad. Which honestly, yeah. like, I think you, you get everybody cheap. was, uh, well, not everybody, but you know, you, you and, and your mom were calling me Crookshanks at the time because I was orange haired. I mean, that's a good joke. So right. happy I did it. Yeah. It's a really odd look for me. Um, <laughs> um <laughs> to, that, that it was. Fair. It, yeah, uh, yeah. It, it wasn't like red, you know, like when we no, say orange, orange, you might be thinking like, oh, he looked like a redhead. No, mm -hmm. he did not. No, no. it was orange. It, it, yeah, was, it, was, it was like, like Bengals orange. It was yeah. like bad bleach job orange. Like it was not good. <laughs> um, it was so, fun though. You know, I love learning from your mistakes. Uh, there you so, go. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I think that like the the lesson in that, the moral of the story is you get what you pay for. Right, the three dollar mm -hmm. bottle of uh, hair bleach from the convenience store is yeah. not is not professional grade at all. Well, so I um, I posted a picture of my hair on Wednesday this week because for whatever reason, I think it's we're entering into summer right now, so it's getting very. Well, I mean, humid I think here. we're entering into summer summer as well. <laughs> yeah. So we're entering into like the Scottish summer. And uh, so my hair texture is very heavily dependent on the weather um, hmm. because it's super thick. So it just, it reacts to the weather a lot. And um, I, uh, I, you know, I, on Wednesday let my hair down and it had like this thick, like cowlick curl halfway down on the side that just like would not blend into my normal hair like at all <laughs> like it was like it that was such like a you, severe this sounds curl. like a shower situation you need to go well like, i had just here here's the thing the reason it was in there was because i had showered the day before and so it was like it was the perfect fluffiness my hair was very clean i did not want to shower and wash my hair again so okay. usually i do a few day cycle before i wash my hair again because it gets ratty and messed up and my ends get super broken whenever i shower every day and wash it every day so i was like posting about it i was like look at this weird fucked up curl in the back of my hair and like the only way to really solve it is to comb through or put it in a hair tie or how did i miss that post you know i don't know so th this is the thing see so how, how do you miss a post like on Instagram and Facebook, you are in my like special people that I want to see all the posts from and all of that. And I still don't uh -huh. see all of them. I, I feel like, well, I'm talking about Snapchat. Story. Oh, well, I don't look at Snapchat stories. So. Well, that's okay. The, but that would be why you didn't see it. That so. would be it. Yes. Cause I'm not a, I, 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 I only Snapchat directly. Yeah. So, and, so. And, 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 and in fairness, I don't accept anybody on Snapchat. Like, I, I have like it's it's only very like close friends yeah. so, <laughs> I, there's, um, there's maybe there's maybe 10 people that i have in there 
So. Yeah, but well, so the moral of the story is I posted about this on Snapchat and uh, my friend from back home, Jake, um, he replied to it and he was like, you have banana bread hair. And I was like, you know what? I love that. Yes, uh, I do have banana bread hair. That's the exact color variety I'm going on right now is like, it looks like banana you know, bread. Banana bread is yummy. Banana bread's delicious and wholesome. <laughs> I, I do, do not they, mind. Do they have that, that in the UK? My... Or is there is there banana bread over there in Glasgow? Oh, yeah, 100%. The yeah. thing you should know about um, Scottish cuisine is that, like, pretty much all of the food is a variation on, like, Midwestern food. Uh, well, I mean, so, that makes sense, but... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, they're very similar. Um I was saying that to you know, Jimmy earlier this week. You know, I made him tuna noodle. The, the casserole. Midwest is made up of Scottish, Irish, British, and Germans, so yeah. you're gonna get so, that kind of mixture. Gonna get some stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I made him tuna noodle casserole earlier this week, and he ate like half the bowl, and he was like, "This tastes weirdly like I've had it before, but I know I haven't." He was like, "Why does this taste familiar?" I was like, "Well, you've had tuna pasta, and then the rest of it is." like cream of chicken and cream of mushroom soup so like you've had all of the things in it and he like ate half of it and then he was like okay i, I like this and i was like well i would hope so <laughs> you keep eating it <laughs> like he just hadn't decided yet um and then i was he, like he liked it and didn't want to admit it that's what that was yeah he just wasn't sure <laughs> Well, and so I, you know, he was like, is this the kind of stuff that you eat? And I was like, the thing you got to understand is like a lot of Indiana's like specialty foods are very like, they seem like variations of things here. Like, um, like biscuits and gravy, it's like bread and gravy and sausage, like sausage rolls are very similar, like food wise, like components wise. And then like, um, did you make him the, the biscuits chippy. and gravy? Yeah, I, I have made biscuits and gravy. I don't think I've made it for him, though. That's what I was asking. Um, I didn't know if he had had it. Well, he can have Cracker Barrel when he comes with me in October. <laughs> um, but I was in the chippy across the street, which is like, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a food stall, but all they serve is like greasy fried food. Like they just have a menu and it's like, we have fried hamburgers. We have fried sausages we have fried fries you can get a fried pizza you can get a fritter you can get fish and chips like it's like they just batter and fry fucking everything and that's that's the chippy <laughs> um and so i was in there grabbing fries and um the it was like one of the sock of the soccer games around like the neighborhood had just let out um, and it was the second week in a row I was in there and some soccer fan came in there drunk off his ass and was like, do they have chippies in America? And I was like, no, they don't. They're like, is this your first time? No, I live around the corner. <laughs> One of my two fast food options do they, here. Do they, do they have uh, uh, tenderloins there? You know. Well, so they have pork fritters, which are the same fucking thing as a tenderloin. No, they're not. They're like very similar. Well, a pork fritter is generally a chopped up and minced pork that's deep fried. Oh, okay. And, and a pork and tenderloin. And a pork tenderloin is just a slice of It's pork. a piece of pork tenderloin, like the actual yeah. like tenderloin yeah. part of the pig. So, uh, pork fritter is a bunch of different kinds of pig meat. 
Yeah. So basically the guy at the chippy was like, have you ever had pork tenderloin or, or pork fritter before? And I was like, um, I mean, I'm from Indiana, so I've had pork tenderloin sandwiches that are since fried. I was about five. <laughs> and they're awesome. And they're awesome. <laughs> and they yeah. are actually far superior to a pork fritter because they're yes. way bigger. They're also they are a higher quality of cut. Of way meat. higher quality. Yeah. Pork <laughs> fritters are like the, it's kind of like the, the hot dog of sandwiches of, of yeah. fried. Yeah. A hot dog yeah. is a bunch of beef and pork mixed together. Right. And, um, or, I mean, some of them are all beef or some of them are all mm -hmm. pork, but, uh, yeah. they're just, they're just the pieces and parts stuck into a casing. Right. Whereas, right. and that's what a pork fritter is really. Well, so mm -hmm. there's a, there's a, stall across the hill on saturdays that sells salmon i've told you this before and they have these huge pieces of salmon fillets and it's like a ten dollar cut of salmon but it's as big as my like it's as big as my hand and it's fresh caught like scottish salmon so okay. it's like it's like so someone will be like oh that's a really expensive like that's kind of like a like a special treat kind of thing and i'm like yeah but it's also way better than any salmon I've had before. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, I mean, like you don't you know, understand the value of salmon I'm getting for the amount of money I'm spending is like insane. <laughs> so salmon is one of those fish that I, I'm not hugely fond of. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I mean, most of the reason is that it's never fresh by the time yeah. we get it in Indiana and it, it smells fishy really fast. Right. Yeah. Like, and, um, and it's also very dry sometimes because yeah. some people cook it and to death, like, <laughs> which is silly. And, you and do it, not need it, to. Yeah. And it, it's a, um, uh, so, and then other people make salmon patties, which is like the salmon version of a crab cake. But, it's not nearly as tasty as a crab yeah. cake. So it's almost like a dis disappointment because salmon flavor is very fishy and mm -hmm. crab is very sweet. Yeah. <laughs> right. And I haven't had a so, good piece of crab in a while. Uh, I mean, a crab cake is, is glorious. A good one, yeah. especially, you know, when we went to, um, I mean, we've been to Florida and Georgia and everywhere I, I get a crab cake along the ocean. <laughs> Mm -hmm. there's like full of crab hey it's all really yeah. fresh you know mm -hmm. um so, so i was actually talking with shara about savannah because yeah. she went there for her um uh, bachelorette, bachelorette party, party. Yeah. yeah and um we I, I was talking about uh you know that i i didn't talk about this because but it reminded me of the i love the she crab soup that they serve around Savannah, right? It's like yeah. kind of a, a local, a regional thing. And, um, but uh, you know, that reminded me of Savannah and I thought of, you know, Shara and, uh, I was telling her about how much we loved going to Savannah and taking the gray line tour. The gray line <laughs> tour bus. <laughs> that guy was like a hundred <laughs> years old that drove the tour bus. <laughs> he was like, he was so passionate about what he does uh, <laughs> and about Savannah. Yeah, this well, I mean, is the most nice. beautiful part of Savannah you have ever seen. I mean, everything was like what one sentence could take five minutes with that dude. Like, yeah, <laughs> and 
And we would, I don't know, it it's like been a, 15 years or 16 years since we did that trip. And I still like vividly remember, remember that dude. guy. He's yeah. crazy. And he was a so. terrible driver. Like, oh, so bad. <laughs> it was like he, it, he just would interval his speeds in a weird way. It was like, yeah. Like, I remember one of you going so slow in the middle of traffic and then other parts where we were going way too fast. Like, I mean, I I remember you and AJ, I mean, I think you were nine and 11, right? Mm -hmm. Or so. And yeah, (laughs) like, are all bus drivers like this? (laughs) I was like, no, that's a Midwestern ask right there. (laughs) (laughs) I said, no, that's a Midwestern. Definitely not. Yeah. (laughs) you're like uh, I, I think it was you it was like I, we're gonna get in an accident I'm like well if we do it's gonna be a good story to tell later <laughs> <laughs> about how you feel about that yeah I, and and uh, you know I recently not recently like a few months ago I was in a bus when it hit another car oh I was just kind of like yeah I mean oh. It was more like I was sitting and then I kind of like heard and felt a shudder. <laughs> and then I like, yeah, nothing affects the like, bus too much unless and it's then the bus you know, like stopped in the middle of the road. And I was like, well, shit, I'm going to have to fill out a police report. Then like, maybe go for a walk now to get some other yeah. kind of transportation because this well, one's staying here. For you a know, while. what's hilarious was I was on that bus because I was like, man, this is a long walk back to the apartment. I've got some stuff that I don't really want to carry over this hill. I might as well take the bus. And then as soon as I got on it, it was literally like between the first stop I got on and the second stop on the way there was when that crash hit. And I was like, I just fucking sat down. (laughs) (laughs) I was just getting comfortable And, and they had to go and crash the bus what and I, you know what i think i remember the driver like really what tipped me off to oh he just hit another car that was not a speed bump or a curb was him going oh for fuck's sakes and like swinging open the door <laughs> like <laughs> i was like oh great <laughs> awesome <laughs> so but he was it, it wasn't like he did anything wrong it was more um there was a car that did not look both ways before pulling out into the middle of like a crowded intersection and uh-huh. they got bumped in the like the back and then they bumped themselves into the back of the bus. So it was like they were where they weren't supposed to be, got hit by another car and got hit into the bus. So is this one of those situations where you didn't tell me because you didn't want me to worry? Oh, probably because it was like, oh, well, this is inconvenient. And then I had forgotten about it by the time I talked to you. You were in a bus crash, Bailey. I was, but it wasn't like dramatic, like for me, at least, um, like their Uh, car was messed up. I'm sorry. I was just doing the thing that uh, granny did to you on Facebook. Oh my gosh. She was so Uh, upset. (laughs) You were in a car accident several years ago. She just now found out about it. Well, in fairness, (laughs) I, I don't i think here's the thing she said that and i was like i'm not entirely certain i didn't tell you <laughs> well i mean the thing is it totaled my car and i had to get a new one and yeah I'm, I'm i'm certain that she probably 
remember new. getting a new car, but maybe it just like blew by as to why it happened. I don't know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, because I, I remember this is kind of weird. It's like every now and again, we have like a catch up conversation where it's like I have the floor and I'm able to be like, here are several life events that have happened. <laughs> um, you got the floor it, from granny. Nice. Yes. Yeah, it was it was. And I remember it was like when I came back from St. Louis. Maybe it was like before Thanksgiving or something, I was like in her house and we were about to have like a family gathering of some sort. And she was like, so you were in St. Louis for a few months. And I was like, I I was. Um, and then I I remember I like told her like three or four things at once. It was like, yeah, I am. Oh, it was Christmas that year because I, okay. I, I think it was like, uh, oh, I was in this really big car wreck before I left. Oh, I lived in St. Louis for a few months. Oh, I'm moving out of my roommate's situation. And um, oh, I'm. I'm thinking about breaking up with my boyfriend or something like, uh, um, <laughs> like, like, like I think so, I told her I was dating a guy at the time. So you, you buried, the, you, her... you, you buried the car crash. That's what happened. Yeah. Yeah. You, you I told was her like, all this stuff and buried the thing that was like really scary. Right? Well, I think I that mean, she was probably like, Oh, that's really scary. And I was like, yeah, but that was like six months ago. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm fine now. Like, yeah. I mean, and, and I, also, I think that grandparents remember more when it's your fault, and that one was not my fault. So I, I don't know if they remember more. I mean, I remember that one vividly because it was my car that well, you were driving. Yeah. But I remember it vividly because it was a fucking scary wreck. Like, well, no, I mean, it was my car, so like it, the car was totally totaled. It wasn't like a little fender bender that you just move on from and don't even really think about it. Was yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's you like know? you had, well, was, yeah. So it yeah. was like total totaled. So for yeah. those listening along, uh, the wreck I'm talking about was almost exactly four years ago this week. Right. Like it was like yeah. the 18th of May, 20 fucking 19. 19. Yeah. And my friends and I, my friend Emily at the time was like, hey, we went to Toronto a few years ago. I'd like to do it again. This time with a big group of girls, we'll do the weekend, the, like a weekend once everybody's off school and we'll go up to Toronto for the weekend and then we can all have our summers. It'll be a good like end of the school year. Yay. Start of the summer. Yay. And I was like, great. But just so you know, I start an internship in St. Louis at the end of May. Like, I have to be there May 21st. And so she was like, okay, that's fine. We'll do it that weekend before you leave. Right. And I was like, okay, I'll have my, like, I had my, the truck packed and ready to go, like, to move to St. Louis for two months. Um, and we all hopped into your car because there were so many of us that we could not take anyone else's car. Like we literally right, so had you a took whole my SUV. Yeah. Yeah. You took the, we took the SUV because and you, you had the seven SUV. in the SUV, I think. Right. Cause it, it seated sit seven. It was me, Emily, Alyssa, Rio. Yeah. I think it was seven people. Yeah. So, so it was a completely full car. Yeah. So we had a completely full car. We're on the road. Um, I remember that morning that the only thing that was really getting me down was that that more the night before I had set out my clean water bottle on the counter so that in the morning I could grab it, fill it up and go drive for like, like eight hours or whatever the fuck 
up to Toronto. And AJ that night had a gaming session where he put like protein powder in it, shook it up with water, drank all of it, and then left the empty <laughs> protein powder thing where I left it the night before. <laughs> so that morning I like washed it out as best I could. But every time I took a drink of that water, I was like, tastes like fucking protein powder. <laughs> <laughs> it was so mad. And, you couldn't and get I, it we back were, to tasting just clean. No. Yeah, we were in the middle of I. Th we were in the middle of Ohio filling up gas, and, and you Emily just threw the bottle of the trash the and bought one. No, <laughs> Emily saw me get in the car, open it up, take a drink, and go. Ugh. And she's like, "Stop drinking of it! Like, <laughs> you look like you're drinking a pale ale. Like you look mad. Like, <laughs> like stop." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously, just throw the thing away and get a different bottle. <laughs> just pour it out and get a normal fucking water. <laughs> just go in there and buy a smart water or something. I mean, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I was like, I'm just mad because this bottle's ruined. Like, it'll never not taste like protein powder again. No, probably not. <laughs> probably not. And, and it, so we get back on the road. We're going through rural fucking Pennsylvania. We're maybe two hours away from Niagara Falls, which is where we were going. Like we were going to go through Buffalo and hit Niagara Falls and then go up to the city. Um, and we're, we Erie, Pennsylvania slow... is where you were. Yeah, we were outside of Erie, Pennsylvania, and there was construction on the interstate at the time. So they had narrowed it down to one lane. And the guy in front of me started like rapidly slowing down and he had like a whole fucking SUV, like an RV attached to the back of his car. And I was like, oh, they're slowing down. They're slowing down. Oh, no, 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 no. They're stopping. And I like stop, like I like had to like kind of hit the brakes a little harder. And as I stopped, it like did the, we had a full like kathunk backwards stopped. And I had the time to say, oh, I'm sorry, guys. I didn't mean to break that hard. It's just this guy with the RV doesn't have any fucking brake lights hooked up. And Emily had time to say, no, you're good, dude. That guy should have gotten that fixed or whatever before the car behind us slammed into us going 65 miles per hour. He didn't even try to stop. <laughs> he, well, he did because there were skid marks like veering off like it's clear he tried to slam on the brake at the last minute and pull away so his car veered off in like across two empty lanes of construction and into like the neighbor the far ditch i mean the engine was separated from his car like, yeah it was that's how hard he hit you yeah he mm -hmm. he hit us so fucking hard and i'm pretty sure he like I mean, at least he had a concussion. Like he he passed out like on the scene, and they had to take him away in an ambulance. He is fine, I believe. He lived. Um, I know he lived. I'm pretty sure he just had like a broken leg and some severe injuries. Um, but yeah, like like um, I mean, we, and, and in our car, yeah, everybody we were, was okay. Somebody had a concussion, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, so basically, it was like we all piled out. Alyssa was the only one who wasn't she wasn't fucking buckled up okay she like unbuckled to but like, she was in the back she in was the all car. the way in the back yeah I mean, she was all the way in the back no she was in the second row of seats oh, okay but she was in the back she wasn't in the front seat she flung forward when we got hit and her glasses ended up like in the driver's seat like, oh wow yeah, yeah. 
I was like, shit. So um, we all piled out of the car and the and like the front of our car was smoking. And I remember watching the RV like pull away as traffic cleared up with our shit all broken up. And I was like, yeah, because you got knocked into the, uh, the, the back of the RV. Yeah. And you got hit. I mean, you obviously got hit from behind and the car like buckled up like an accordion around you guys. So yeah. that's why it was totaled because the whole frame, the whole frame it, was fucked. The yeah. frame let go like it's supposed to, to protect the people inside it. But the car yeah. is then screwed. Well, because I said, <laughs> so I'm on the side of the road and I like, I remember literally getting out of the car and remembering that morning when you were like, Bailey, just don't fucking wreck my car. <laughs> like, All right, guys, someone needs to call the police. I need to call my dad because <laughs> like, <laughs> he's going to be pissed and I don't I, want him. I, I honestly, I wasn't mad. I was just happy that you were, that everybody was okay. I know, but I like, I literally was like, I'm taking pictures. I'm sending it to you and you saw the pictures and then you were like did you hit that car and i was like no well kind of they hit us into that guy and you're like <laughs> yeah. where, well where's that guy did he stop and i was like no <laughs> like, absolutely not i was like a car wreck happened behind him and him. he doesn't have his brake lights on so he left like, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah <laughs> yeah, he, he knew he was in dire trouble if, if he stopped, so he left, which yeah. is even worse because if they had caught him after that, he would have that. That's a felony to leave the scene of an accident when you're involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> I was like, honestly, they pulled apart as I we were coordinating an effort, and I was like, I could have taken a picture of the license plate had I really been thinking about it, but I but thought he was thinking gonna about get out. that. Yeah, yeah, he's thinking about <laughs> it anyway, right? You're well, like, and so am I, am I intact? That's the first thing that <laughs> yeah. are my friends intact. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. And so, and so yeah. we were all fine. One of us was like, I mean, well, all of us were like, I mean, is my body achy? Yes. Um, but am I physically injured enough to go to a hospital right now? No. Um, we, you know, gave our statement. I got all the other drivers information and and checked on him he had like six strangers on the side of the interstate like surrounding him and he clearly had a severe concussion didn't even like say words to me he was so concussed um and then we you know the ambulance arrived the police arrived and i remember you being like hey you need to get everything out of the um the like box of the car like <laughs> on top of the like luggage that you've brought for this weekend you need to go in and get everything out of the glove box and everything out of the center console just assume everything is important and included in the center console was like maybe five to ten pounds worth of loose change that i then hauled all the way back from pennsylvania on a Greyland bus Greyhound hey, bus. borrow my car you get my loose change i don't have yeah. that the situation anymore actually because I mean, I, I used to use cash a lot more. I hardly ever yeah. use cash. So like, I don't have any change. Like, yeah, <laughs> well, <laughs> I use, I use tap to pay and uh, almost exclusively if I can. So there's, there's, yeah. there's hardly ever actual coins, physical coins that you yeah, have. <laughs> I, I don't even, I'm like, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, like in my life, it used to be like, there was always a coin jar or a coin thing somewhere. And uh, somewhere around the start of the pandemic, I pretty much just completely stopped using cash. 
So. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, what's really funny. It, it, you know, we got all of our shit out of there and the ambulance drivers were nice enough to be like, hey, well, we can drop you off in a place that's not the middle of the interstate. And we were like, thank you. We appreciate that. Um, and, and all then, those coins were probably fun to fish out of there because they're probably mostly like pennies and nickels, right? Yeah, the quarters yeah. I would have separated. <laughs> it was just absolutely ridiculous because we're like, you know, we got to get going. We got all our stuff loaded and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, hold on. There's money in here. I have to get some it. money out of this first. <laughs> so silly. And, um, and then carry You it. know what? I didn't fucking pack when I was pulling the shit out was that water bottle. <laughs> that water bottle got left behind that the, got the left behind you know why because it was useless and it tasted like protein powder <laughs> that, that was that was the, that was the universe telling you that that bottle was done the yeah. silver lining to this is that i didn't have to take that fucking water bottle with me <laughs> i left that there that is exactly the silver lining yes <laughs> so um, you know the interesting part about this from my perspective is you sent me all these pictures and stuff and I filed a claim with me with my insurance company and I got to give a huge shout out to travelers. They were my insurance company, but I had within three hours of your crash, I had the car, they had it sent out an adjuster that totaled the car where it was at the rec yard that they towed it to. They totaled the car out. They had cut me a check for the car and AJ and I went down to the, um, he, he drove, he, you know, we went in his car down to the, uh, car lot and I picked out a new car and, and got a new car and I had a brand new car to pick you up in when you got back in Indy at the bus station. Yeah. <laughs> and, it, <laughs> and it was the same make model and color as no, it the wasn't. One it that, was a different color. It was okay. It was, yeah. it was, it was the yeah. same car. <laughs> it, it wasn't, it wasn't exactly the same car either. Cause it was, um, the, uh, the, it, it was still in Acadia, but it was one model year newer. Yeah. So, like, and they had changed the style of it a little bit. And so yeah. I, I remember because I was like, wow, this is cool. Cause they like did a, it was like one of those years where they, you know, like three or four years in a row, they kind of make the same car. And then it was like mm -hmm. the year they had switched over. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. <laughs> it, it had just, and so I, 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 that car I had had only about a year when you, when it happened. Mm -hmm but it was like a brand new model year changeover and so i got the cool new style uh, you know it was still a gmc acadia but it was a different acadia right yeah and uh and i was like well this works out for me i get to upgrade the car to the newer model and <laughs> yeah and it, and and meanwhile i had it was like the, so the ambulance dropped us off and I have to, I still question what the fuck the ambulance guys were thinking because they just dropped us off at the next overpass, like exit, right? Mm -hmm. But if, for those of you who've not been to Erie, Pennsylvania, it's one of those cities where it's like in the middle of nothing, there is a city that rises up. So, um, like the, it was like the exit they dropped us on had a like, very small golf course slash bar, a rundown convenience store that did not sell alcohol, and a trucker motel that had like country and western on Thursday nights. Um, so we went into the trucker <laughs> motel and said we would like a room for the seven us of us, please, so that we may um regroup. Regroup. <laughs> <laughs> 
And he was like, yeah, sure, whatever. Um, I was like, hey, just so you know, um, we just got in a car wreck. And I think he gave us like 20% discount on, on the room or something. I was like, thank you, because there's no fucking way my insurance is going to reimburse us for that. Um, and in the meantime, the one person who like probably had a concussion was like sitting out in the sun on their phone. And we were like, hey, you need to come inside into a dimly lit room and drink water and like calm down <laughs> right <laughs> and she did not and then she got very very like sick and so um our other friend came back from like trying to find a rental car that we could take home which um, you couldn't because you weren't old enough which to you rent couldn't them because none of us were old enough like we were going to toronto partially because not like none of us were 21 um and we could drink in canada and so it like she came back and she was like, so Alyssa seems to be like about to vomit and we probably need to actually take her to the hospital. And I was like, yeah, sh but should all of us go or or should just like some of us go? And Emily was like, you know, what? I'll just go with her. And so Emily and Alyssa hung out at the hospital all night and it was me, Rio, Allie and Aaron and I, Allie, Aaron and Rio I knew specifically through Emily I had only hung out with Aaron like maybe two times <laughs> and the rest of them I had only seen in passing and I was like all right so me and three people who are closer friends with one another are about to hang out at a truck stop motel for 12 hours um what do you guys want to do and they were like well it appears none of us are severely concussed do you want to drink and I was like <laughs> <laughs> kind of and they were like cool Allie's 21 and I was like awesome <laughs> so we walked over the overpass found out that that um, convenience store doesn't sell alcohol and then we took an Uber to a different like grocery store <laughs> like the next exit down and I remember we like got the next exit down and it was like a full fucking metropolis it was like a mid-sized city it was like downtown erie pennsylvania one exit away they had like 10 motel like they had 10 actual hotels there was like a holiday inn express <laughs> i was like who the fuck do those ambulance drivers think they are <laughs> like why did you drop us off <laughs> a, a terrible exit where there's nobody yeah <laughs> Like, you know, we were like out of staters who just got into a car wreck. <laughs> like, so rude. I mean, so. you should have checked on your phones for civilization. And well, know. in fairness, we were a little bit like, listen, we just need to get to You're a little hotel. rattled. Yeah. Like, we need to get to a place where we can connect to a Wi Fi network and find out what's going on. And yeah. So, and then we caught the, the bus back the next day. Um, and actually, um, Alyssa's parents came to pick her up. They like drove through the night, picked them up at like one in the morning from that yeah, hotel because, because she was not doing well. So they she was not doing her. well. Um, and she had a rougher recovery time. I think she like went to therapy about it, sought, um, legal action against that guy and like the whole nine yards. But, um, yeah, after that, um, we took a, probably the longest bus ride of my life. Um, that was the day that Old Town Road's music video dropped uh, with Billy really? Ray Cyrus. And yeah, yeah, I remember that. Wow. On the bus that came so out. You guys were watching Old Town Road on the bus. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> and smelling the, the bus bathroom. And uh, you know, that makes sense because recently I saw like a, somebody the, the, uh, on TikTok or something. It was like the anniversary of the Old Town Road video. And I yeah. saw like three or four different, you know, rehashes of the of the music video uh, of, yeah. that, of that phenomenon. Yeah. yeah. Well, and so it was weird because I was like, wow, what a cultural moment <laughs> stamped stamped with a very yeah. vivid <laughs> day in my life. Um, <laughs> and then I came home and we it was like saturday and night if you had had a horse that would have been Indy. how you would have gotten back because i mean it would have maybe stuck. been faster um <laughs> than the bus well the bus. you know the the thing is the bus was massively cheaper than a flight and there was no way to get you to an airport close by there so there was going to be like the bus yeah. is actually quicker than the flights were going to be because yeah. i was looking at it, it was like well you can catch a flight from erie but that just takes you to cleveland and then <laughs> and you have to have a layover in Cleveland. And you know what? I think we did have a layover on the bus anyway, but I can't quite remember what city it was. I think it was somewhere in Ohio. Uh, like um, there, there was no Erie to Indianapolis route. That's what it no. was. But um, regardless, you know, we made it home. It was night Saturday night. I like came home and I like tried to recover because I was like, well, I guess tomorrow I'll just get up a little earlier than I thought I would and drive to St. Louis. <laughs> and I did. And and you know what? That's the most that that was the most nerve-wracking drive ever because I had the first like, drive like, back you've got to not only just try, drive around town and get yourself acclimated for a day or two. You've yeah. got to get back and go back on the interstate and then go have construction the zones happen. For several hours through St. Louis, Missouri, which is one of the most terrifying interstate networks if you've never mm -hmm. been in it. <laughs> so you have to like go it's like um so if you've not been to St. Louis, there's there's some exceptionally short exit ramps in how would, in, in St. Louis. How would you describe for our audience, Dad, the St. Louis like downtown and over the Mississippi River interstate I situation? Mean, the thing is, anywhere where there's a a big river like that, not just like St. Louis, but the same thing happens around like Cincinnati or Louisville. There's a lot of weird ramps running in and out of near the bridges mm -hmm. because like all the roads have to kind of converge into a bridge to get across and then split themselves back off right mm -hmm. <laughs> and anywhere that that happens it, it's the same and the thing about st louis and louisville i i see them the same way honestly yeah. um the 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 they're they're so tightly packed downtowns right near the river Mm -hmm. That when you come off the uh, interstate on the other side, there's just exit ramps galore, and yeah. and getting on the right one is a little bit of a challenge. But then also some of them are really short, and you come down into like a, a stoplight. Yeah, St. Louis was kind of a really old town, so a lot of the buildings and stuff were built, and they built an interstate in between where there really wasn't that much room for one. Mm -hmm. You know, and um, so it's it's a it's just exciting. I mean, I like driving in San Louis. It's fun because there's something yeah. different every time. You well, know? yeah. I, it's like once I was used to it, it was actually really fun to drive around St. Louis. But that wasn't until like July that I really yeah. felt comfortable driving around St. Louis. Um, well, I, I, the thing is with any really old town, I mean, Cincinnati and St. Louis have the same thing as well as Louisville. Those towns have been, uh, you know, around a really long time before cars. Mm -hmm. So 
you know, they've been modified since cars and interstates and everything. Yeah. But you can still tell that they were built when, you know, this mm-hmm. wasn't a thing. Yeah. Well, especially with St. <laughs> Louis, know? like the main one, if you're heading out of the city to Indianapolis, there is an interstate that runs right by like it's like between Cardinal Stadium and their old market district uh-huh. where um you have to like there's a triple decker interstate so it's like you know that there are like cars above you and it's like almost like it's so dark you feel like you're in a tunnel but you're not you're you're on like the base layer of a three story interstate and then there are buildings on either sides and exits and splits and stuff Right, because they were just fitting it where they could fit it. So the best way to do yeah. that was to just stack it right in between. <laughs> yeah, in between buildings and stuff, which right. is, you know, that stretch is also cool because it goes beside the summer I lived there. They were building, um, oh, I forgot what it's called, but it's basically it was like an aquarium slash entertainment venue that they were putting in by the by the bus station downtown. It's like by where the blues play like the blues stadium and then there's a bus station like annex and then behind it is like the aquarium annex and they were building this giant um ferris wheel there oh so that's probably done now yeah yeah this was this was 2019 so when i lived there they were building that ferris wheel and it, they did it section by section. So the way you build a Ferris wheel is you basically you build the bottom section and then you move the Ferris wheel one section and then you build the next one and then you move it. And so it's like it's like building itself as it goes around. So it was uh-huh. cool. So every time you were down there, it like had another section of the Ferris wheel. I, I saw a Hallmark movie. Uh, it was like a Hallmark Christmas movie where um, uh, the woman was... Um, she was she had cancer and she couldn't leave the house and um she loved the talking about the time when her and her husband were on this ferris wheel and he was kind of a guy who was a little bit you know he wasn't touchy-feely you know Mm -hmm. and so what he wanted to do for her was give her one more ride on the ferris wheel but she wasn't like capable of going anywhere so he Mm -hmm. bought a ferris wheel and started building it in their backyard oh that's cool and um it, it was you know the, so the whole plot line of getting that ferris wheel there and doing all this stuff and the neighbors not liking it as you yeah. can imagine right this is like a residential neighborhood and a ferris wheel starts the going ferris up wheel going in yeah <laughs> God. They're, they're not fans Why? um and and they kind of portray them like they're really nasty neighbors because of the, the situation but for me i'm like hey I, I don't blame them at all. I would probably have an issue if somebody started throwing up a, a Ferris wheel in I the feel yard. Like the HOA would have something to say about it. I mean, you know? not not even a, even if I didn't have an HOA, that thing seems a little dangerous to be assembling right next to my house. This is a really old Ferris wheel <laughs> that you're <laughs> putting together, you and I don't trust that you know what you're doing. Okay, like <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, the the safety aspect was an issue for me. Yeah, that's you know. um, um, it's like you you rewatch uh, a few movies like Crazy Stupid Love is one for me, where it's like you rewatch it and you're like, oh, I kind of get a certain amount of Steve Carell now. Like when I was a kid, I very much could not identify with or understand what he was going through. 
um oh like in that for movie? example th- yeah. yeah the start of that movie was always weird to me because i'm like i think that it's really weird how like his reaction to like the the news that his wife wants <laughs> to consider divorce and and has like cheated on him and stuff well she doesn't um, like yeah she, she wasn't really talking about divorce at that point she was just admitting that she had cheated on him and he just jumped out of the car <laughs> Yeah, like, like she, she, <laughs> no, she mentions wanting a divorce over dinner, and then they're driving home, and she's like, "He, you're being way too quiet, and you're freaking me out. Can we please talk about this?" And he's like, not saying uh, anything. That, I guess and she's that's finally right. Like, yeah. all right, um, I cheated on you yeah. with David Linhagen, and he instead of <laughs> saying Lindhagen. anything, like Nobody jumps out of the vehicle. <laughs> yeah. While she it's moving, to, like, while it's moving, and she has to stop the car, and he like definitely, basically like broke his arm, sprained it or whatever, and then they have to like go home and like explain it to the babysitter. And I'm like, when I was a child, I was like, well, that seems a little bit over dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I was an adult and saw that, I thought that was a little over dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> And now as an adult, I'm like, I mean, I could understand not being able to articulate like, hey, listen, you talking right now is making this so much worse, but I wouldn't ladybird myself over it, you know? (laughs) Ladybird myself. She jumped out of the car too, didn't she? That was later though. That movie came after. She, she Steve Carell'd herself in that one. Yeah, she, yeah, I I should, uh, Greta Gerwig definitely took notes off of Crazy Stupid Love, not the other way around. Um, I mean. The uh, other part of that movie that always gets me is that Steve Carell is so upset that his daughter is dating Ryan Gosling when I'm like, buddy that's your best friend you're talking about like not wanting to date your daughter and you know he's objectively smart and attractive okay like don't (laughs) lie to me like you know he's smart and attractive and he smells nice and you know that your daughter is very smart and awesome and about uh, to be a lawyer he didn't know he didn't know it was his daughter when yeah but and and, um and she was not to be putting up with any of his no. normal garb anyway that's why he liked her <laughs> yeah. you know he he liked her because she wasn't like mm-hmm. prey you yeah. know well and um, she could kind of like see right through him and like just it was like she wasn't really in it for the weird like cat and mouse game at all she was just kind of like hey i've i'm up front about why i'm here you should be up front about why you're here like that's that you know yeah, I, I um, I I enjoy the whole David Lindhagen thing because they talk mm-hmm. about him the whole movie, and then Kevin Bacon shows up, who yeah. is David Lindhagen, and everybody hates him. Like, <laughs> there's, yeah. no, there's no there's no love for David Lindhagen at all. Well, what I really love about it is like they're like she she's trying to like deal with the the like end of her marriage or whatever. And he's trying his best to like still be in her good graces, but like he can't understand why she kind of hates him a little bit. And it's like, dude, do you not understand that like she maybe doesn't want to be divorced and she was just working through some stuff and you kind of like swooped in at the right time in the right place. And so she doesn't really dig you. She was just like working through some shit with her marriage. Like, 
she kind of used you, bud. Now leave. Yeah. Like you got used. Well, stop bringing I mean, the, flowers. I, I, stop freaking I, I, out her kids. I love the backyard thing when, um, when he, they built the miniature golf course. Well, yeah, no, I love that because, you know, it, um, that's when he finds out that Ryan Gosling's her boyfriend, right? All mm -hmm. at the same time, right? Well, it, honestly, he, he's trying to declare his love for her, and yes. And David, and then Ryan Gosling shows up with his daughter, and he starts freaking out about that. And then David Lindhagen shows up, and then mm -hmm. Ryan Gosling says, "Wait, you're David Lindhagen?" and just punches him. Yeah, <laughs> which is entirely fair. Well, so Wait. like the other thing about like, that moment is he that doesn't even have a dog in the fight. Really, he just knows how much he, the like how much that guy did to Steve Carell, and he's yeah. just like, "Okay, I no." <laughs> I I told myself already if I saw you you were getting hit. Like yeah. <laughs> Well, so it. I'm like um I'm I'm unfortunate like unfortunately my other thought about this is like I feel like in that script there needed to be exactly one more overt beat about Emma Stone being their eldest daughter because like it's not mentioned until that exact moment. And then Steve Carell is so indignant about it. He's like, it's my oldest daughter. That's an Nana. Like, what, he what calls her mean? banana fanner or something all the time instead of her name. So he didn't, she didn't. He, yeah. He couldn't put two and two together. Yeah, right. He, like, honestly, I like on screen, they never talk about it. He goes, well, you told me you didn't want to hear about my life or my kids. And it's like, yeah, because we were talking about getting like dates at bars. That doesn't mean I don't uh, want to hear uh, about your life, period. That uh, means don't talk about it in front of women you're trying to fuck. Uh, like, <laughs> like, no, Ryan Gosling is correct. It is not his fault that that's your daughter. Like, like how would he oh possibly God. know that? Like, <laughs> uh yeah, that, that that's a, actually a fun movie. I like that one. Yeah. Um, so I finished, there's a, a show that, you know, speaking of shows that we watch, we've been watching The Night Agent on Netflix. You said you started that, yeah. Yeah, we finished it. Um, really like it. Uh, very, uh, very much an intrigue kind of show. Mm -hmm. uh, political intrigue and backstabbing and, you know, all the stuff that you would get from a, FBI agent based thing. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I, I, it was a lot of fun to watch and uh, it was not particularly funny or anything, <laughs> but, it was, <laughs> but it was very good uh, and, and very twisty. Um, although, you know, I really liked the acting in it and the actors were likable. Mm -hmm. Even the, um, even the villains had a something that you know that you could cling on to, and there were like there were a couple of people who were like pseudo villains, you know, yeah, like the daughter of the vice president. She's she's like she's kind of a villain and kind of not a villain all at the same time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, she's a villain, and you understand why by the end of it, like mm -hmm. why she has villainy. It's just because she's being a, a, a normal daughter who. You know, she doesn't have any of the political stuff as villainy in her. It's all, yeah. all of her villainy is directed at her dad who kind of treats her like crap. Yeah. You know? No, I get that. And uh, so I've been watching Barry. Have you ever seen Barry? I've seen like a couple seasons of Barry, but I haven't it's seen it. It's got, 
it, I feel like it has something similar, but it's in like the anti-hero kind of way where it's like, um, it, it's really like, like, because it's about this, like, um, ex-military guy turned a set, like hired gun turned actor, um, well, you know, you have a lot of layers of like, okay, what is this guy going through? Like, he clearly is kind of a sociopath at the end of this. But then there's also this element of like, okay, but he like, we're bringing up some like levels of morality where you're like, I don't know that Barry's actually an asshole. He just has very little um, understanding of why killing is bad. <laughs> like... <laughs> like, I mean, he's like, a he's a he's a psychopath. I mean, yeah. that's, that's I mean, why. He, well, he's a psychopath because people like uh, think that killing is bad until he's killing for them. You know. <laughs> well, he's like, how am I supposed to know the killing that's good and the killing that's bad when you guys seem to give me mixed results on whether or not it's bad? <laughs> like, like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I like Bill Hader. Uh, in general, he, the, the way that he, the style with which he plays that character, I think is really good. Yeah. I, well, I also love, um, the amount of that show that is like actual world-class actors pretending that they are bad at acting. Mm -hmm. That's very fun to me. I like the, um, uh, I, I like Bill Hader in, uh, Knocked Up. Mm. Yeah, so me too. He, he's got, he's got a very small role, right? But it's where she discovers that she's pregnant because she starts getting sick. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and he says, I don't know, she's she's getting sick everywhere, man. He's like on the phone with somebody. And mm -hmm. he says, I wonder if she could be pregnant. And then he says, how does she look? She looks like someone who just realized she's pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he's also really good in, um, uh, oh, what's that movie with, uh, it's got LeBron James in it. Oh, train wreck. A train wreck. Yeah. He's really good in that. I, it is hard for me to imagine a, a existence where Bill Hader, whom I love is in love with Amy Schumer, who I hate. Which is always um, she, my problem. She is, she is not a likable character in the movie. Um, She's not a likable person, period. Yeah, like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know I about really her as a like person. I, yeah, I, I, I don't really I don't love know her as a person. I, I'm trying to say I don't know about her as a person. In that movie, her character is um, hard to like. It, it, yeah. it takes her so long in the script. And I think that's just a script flaw to me. To, yeah. to turn around a little. Because... Well, yeah, it seems like she's, you know, we got it. Quit beating us in the head with the fact that she has, you know, issues because of herself, not because of anybody else. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I, yeah. I, I yeah. think it was like one of those things where I was like, bro, as a child of divorce, I got to say, you cannot keep using this excuse. <laughs> like, it's not. It was it was nothing to do with that, really. I mean, and that's no. the that's the thing <laughs> It is like, can we stop beating this? horse to death you know yeah that was, that's the problem i have with that one it, it felt like they were yeah. beating that so to death and then they find you know and, and to save her being a decent person for the last like 10 minutes yeah. you know you could have she wasn't yeah it was like it was like what was really weird about it was like once they finally did let her not be an asshole 
you realized that underneath was just like a normal generic stock person and not like an actual lovable person. So it wasn't like, oh, I don't like this person and they are like have the potential to be a person I really, really like. It was like, that's just a person with some things I hate on top of it. So I'm <laughs> neutral about her most of the time, but then she does awful things to characters I actually like. And that <laughs> right. makes me hate her. Yeah. So. And, and, uh, um, it, it was, you know, it, it, it's almost a, 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 another misstep in it that I, I never quite understand why Bill Hader likes her so much. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. And neither does she, which is, yeah. you know. Well, and I was like, maybe Bill Hader just thinks she's hot. Like, maybe this is a really yeah, shallow I mean, thing. Uh, and, and he's and just like that, going on a feeling. That could but, totally be true. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know um fine but uh, he should say that you know he shouldn't pretend that he sees some sort of like moral or emotional value in her like she's just so, a jerk like, who you find this, attractive. this is where i find it uneven like when they're not trying to be funny in that movie they're hilarious that, this yeah. is this is the one thing when they're trying to do things that are set up to be funny they're not funny at all yeah but when when they're when they're just going with the plot and going along it's funny there's mm -hmm. funny things. They're funny people. You know, Amy says stuff that's funny. Bill says stuff that's funny. LeBron says stuff that's funny. When we're just going along with it, they're funny. But when, when we have some, they have to bring some stupid thing in to try to be funnier. Mm -hmm. And it's not funny because it's like outside the realm of the storyline. <laughs> and it's just mm -hmm. goofy and weird and not funny at all. Yeah. And, um, and that's the... Um, that that's the drawback I see to a lot of there are a lot of comedies that were made in that ten year range that do that. They try too yeah. hard to be funny, and that isn't funny. <laughs> yeah. You can tell they're trying to be funny. It's not funny at all. Well, yeah. and you know what's so weird about it is like it's like. So first of all, in that movie, you just reminded me that LeBron James is actively very funny in several oh, scenes. Oh, yes. I forgot about much. that. I forgot how funny LeBron James is in that movie. In fact, I'm pretty sure LeBron James is my favorite character in that movie. Like, I'm, I'm pretty like, sure that I, I you know, I've like, never like, I, I'm pretty sure that LeBron is actually a funny guy. Like, yeah. A, a, a real, in real life. Mm -hmm. Because of the way that he, the uh, you know... It, it didn't seem like acting and maybe he's a really great actor, <laughs> but mm -hmm. my guess is that since he's a really great basketball player, acting isn't like his thing. He's, he's really great uh, as an actor, but he kind of got to play himself and mm -hmm. he seems to have a jovial personality that, that, you know, says things that are, he just says things that are funny. You know, yeah. the, the way he says it is more funny than, than the, what he's saying than yeah. what he's saying <laughs> yeah yeah so it was like yeah it was like lebron james was really really good in that movie um and then the other thing about it was i feel like the style of comedy was supposed to be somewhere in the like judd apatow and um like tina fey realm but mm -hmm. like it just didn't um it was like they were trying to do that like edgy humor but like they just kept missing, you know, because there were a few movies where I was like, like Baby Mama was one of those where I was like, this isn't really funny. 
like it should be <laughs> like this it just has this feels like you're putting a little bit it, it's like you've taken someone who generally sucks as a person and you're trying to make it okay because it's funny but it's not funny which means that this is a movie about a person who i don't like potentially becoming a person i can tolerate well okay so the the difference for me is a little bit in um where they hit and miss some of the best comedies of all times are ones that aren't trying too much to be a comedy they just are so like yeah. uh comedy uh, things that are you know everybody universally says is a great really funny movie like caddyshack or stripes mm -hmm. they aren't there aren't set pieces to be funny generally what's yep. going on is we're we're kind of in that place and there's just a lot of odd characters and they say all kinds of odd things <laughs> you know yeah, it's like the jokes them... are entirely separate from the plot right like, and they're and, and they're going in there the, you know the plot line's going on it may not be that strong a plot these guys are just talking and they're mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of observing around whatever situation they're in mm -hmm. and and we aren't getting too over the top with whatever the situation is right mm -hmm. you know <laughs> for the most part you know and, you know and, a movie that does that really well for me what's that forgetting sarah marshall well except for that scene where he's naked i if that was wow. cut out of the movie it would be really good uh, yeah yeah i was gonna say him him getting broke that's in the first like 20 minutes i know and that scene like it, it was it was exactly what I'm talking about. It was like yeah. way over the top and it, it it didn't land. It was supposed to be very mm -hmm. funny because it was like I, I can imagine the conversation in the brainstorming room where it was like, what if you like what if you like what's the worst case scenario on a breakup? And it's like, what if you like know your girlfriend's coming home and you're supposed to like be cleaning the place and so you're trying to like rush to clean it and then she breaks up with you when you are ass naked in like a dirty apartment it's like yeah that would be horrible and then you start to cry and you're naked yeah yeah that could be funny but it's very not because you're watching a grown man cry naked and that's like one of the most pitiful sights on earth <laughs> well it's like it, watching it, someone it, get scolded in front of their child it's like really sad and that, like was the, that, that was the thing for me. It was just awkward. It was like, yeah. am I allowed to laugh at this or not? <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, Cause he's genuinely yeah. having like one of the worst moments of his life. And like, I don't know that it's going to be funny ever. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like What's funnier was, about um, is, is him talking about it later of how yeah. like everybody talks about that scene. So yeah. I guess it worked in that way, but yeah. you know, uh, I think it's like everybody is honestly. Seen, <laughs> I think it was it Howard Stern or something to ask him. You know what? What? What is it like when everybody is senior? <laughs> junk. You know. I, mean, I think like um, I think what what it probably would have been like the perfect way to do that is that we see everything up to like the setup, but we don't actually see the breakup happen. Like the breakup and the aftermath are off camera, and then you do the callback all the way through the movie. Yeah. Because so um, it's 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 not. Whenever we hear the callback of it, to me, it's like I remember the sad thing, not yeah. the, it's not funny. So it doesn't. Now it that never said, it, it never gets funny to me. His yeah. Dracula Muppet rock opera yeah. is the hardest I've laughed at any comedic song in my entire life. Like well. I don't know why, but that's one of my favorite performances of 
comedic singing ever that and him making ridiculous riff music on the like overlay of the cop show also delighted me it was like... so i i mean the thing is when you talk about jason siegel and the best thing he's ever done it's this show shrinking that's on apple tv plus i've not seen shrinking i mean I, he's been in all kinds of things. He's been funny here and there. He's in Knocked Up and he's funny in that, in the, in the mm -hmm. little role that he has. And he's in a lot of other movies. Shrinking is his, uh, for me, his, it's his crowning achievement. It's mm -hmm. wonderful. It's very funny. He, he is the lead character and Harrison Ford is kind of the co-lead character. Mm -hmm. And I, I knew that Harrison Ford was funny because Han Solo mm -hmm. is funny. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right he is he, he's part of the story he never steps outside of that but he's funny you know mm -hmm. and the this is the uh, he, they're playing shrinks and they're hilarious mm -hmm. <laughs> like, they're very funny and very real all at the same time that's what's so good about it they're never mm -hmm. like you know doing something really out of character just you know they're just they're goofy people because they're shrinks and mm -hmm. sometimes funny things happen <laughs> you know and uh uh so I, I love that show i think uh you should definitely watch it if you haven't mm. um, you know what i'm just thinking about is like the the i i don't i want to like backstep on something we just said which is um i don't think that a joke can never be part of the plot but I think that if it is, it has to be kind of like the like like the consequences of the joke cannot undermine the value of the joke, right? So it's like, yeah, you have set up punchline and then dealing with the aftermath of a joke can sometimes like make future comedy not possible because like if something funny happens and then you have to like okay so i have a real world, world example for you yesterday i was um at this refill station grocery store that I'm, I'm helping cover some shifts for through the summer and the owner was standing there with me she was telling me the story about a kid who was like on her mother's shoulders like getting the refill oats off of the top shelf right so she was like pulling down the handle into the bag the kid was on shoulders like filling a bag of oats and everybody around her was like oh so cute so funny haha -ha. she's like using her mom as a ladder that's adorable and then the child dropped like a five pound bag of jumbo oats onto the ground in the middle of the grocery store <laughs> which is funny but it's like it was like we were all giggling and laughing and having a good time and then the kid dropped the oats on the floor and they went everywhere and it was like all of us just went silent <laughs> and the mom got really apologetic and i was like the funniest part of that story is that the kid drops the oats <laughs> but after, because you have to stand there and clean them up it is not the funniest part anymore <laughs> so you know what's funny about this i immediately thought of the card game that i taught you guys when you were like three or four 52 card pickup <laughs> 52 pickup do you want to yeah. play 52 pickup yeah yeah you know you're all excited <laughs> I yeah. grab the cards, I flick them, and they go all over the room. Okay, now pick them up. 
Ja. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> ja. It, the looks on your faces as you realize what the game is. Yeah. It, it's like, it's one of the funniest images of my whole life. The first time <laughs> that I played 52 yeah. pickup, I was over there giggling and laughing the whole time that you guys were picking them up and you guys were like beside yeah. yourselves. <laughs> so, so I feel like I, I'm going to expand that into uh, an entire rule when it comes to comedic writing, which is the 52 pickup rule. It's only funny if you don't have to pick up the cards. <laughs> It's hilarious if you don't have to pick up. It's hilarious if you don't have to pick up the cards. But if you have to pick up the cards, then it you have to like you have to like if it's a plot item joke, you're going to have to pick up the cards. And that means that picking up the cards has to also be funny. Like <laughs> Right. Like you, if you're going to show so, it, it has to be funny. You're going to show it, it has to be funny. Like Yeah. So and and but, you know, and when it gets too much, it, too, too weird and too unlikely, it, it loses something sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like really the best case scenario is you have to know where the entire plot is set to end in order to make that comedic build up work, right? It's like right. writing a joke backwards. If you're going to make the plot jokey, if the entire plot is like one big building joke, then you have to start with the punchline. Like well, this is I mean, this is the climax of the film. It's the funniest thing in the film, and all of the weird, wacky things before it lead to it. Well, you know, The Hangover is a, an absolute genius plot line. That's okay? that's exactly that is a because fantastic the, example because they take all this stuff that's completely in any other context would not be funny because it's just stupid. Right, yeah. but you put it in Vegas during a bachelor party, and instantly it becomes well, everything's open. <laughs> yeah. well, Any kind of thing could happen here, you know. And, I would uh, I would argue that that movie is allowed to retain the funniness of each of its individual jokes because it ends in a funny way. Like yeah, because I mean, it because it. you have a funny happy payoff when they find Doug on the roof. Well, you know they're you know they're getting we we know because they tell us right at the start yeah. that that you know we can't find Doug and yeah. it's all going to shit. So when we finally find Doug, you're like, mm -hmm. okay, cool. Like they've solved this. You know yeah. you know like <laughs> yeah. We and, finally picked up. Uh, it, it's like the problem is the release of the cards, right? Like right. there are 52 cards we now have to pick up and each of those cards is a joke. And we need all of them to, and we need to, all be, of them to, get to, to, to go together. get married, to actually go get married at the end. Right. Yeah. Like we need yeah. all of them for that. Right. Yeah. Which it's just fantastic. It's a very well constructed movie. Yeah. The Which whole is probably why it was so hard to make fucking sequels to it. Actually, like, man, I, I, we really constructed. I have no problem. <laughs> I had no problem with the sequels either. I think um, the problem is with the sequels is that you already know what's going to, you, you already know the premise, yeah. which is we're going to play 50, 52 pickup and, mm -hmm. and it's not as funny when you, when you know the idea of what's going to happen, right? Yeah. When you're watching hangover you, the, and, and it's the first time you don't know anything about what's getting ready to happen. Yeah. All, all you've got is the premise. Like these guys are on the bachelor party and they've lost the groom. Right, yeah. like, <laughs> and that man might be dead. You, right. Do you know how long it took me in the Hangover? Like, I, it was a whole roller coaster of emotion. I was like, there were like three separate times where I was like, maybe Doug is dead. Like, it is very possible. Like, <laughs> I'll be your Doug. 
<laughs> Come on, man. No, I'll that's not the right Doug. Doug. That's not our Doug. <laughs> you can keep him. No, no, <laughs> no, man. I'll be your Doug. <laughs> Don't leave me with these guys. <laughs> they pull him out of like the back of a car, and the second they see it's not their friend, they're like, "All right, put him back in the trunk, I guess." I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, I love how like sometimes the funnier thing is to not pay off the joke as well and they do a yeah. really good job of that mm -hmm. a, a, a lot of it is you know just great construction from the writers and the director of that movie but also the actors play those things up really well you know mm -hmm. like yeah they're waiting on the the car is impounded and they haven't seen it and they're going to get it back right the mercedes yeah. and you know ed helms is there and he's like I bet this thing is just torn to shit. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. They come pulling up, it's just perfect. Like, it's fine. nothing has happened to the car yet. Yeah. You know? Well, so what I also love about that is like, I feel like Zach Galifianakis is a host unto it himself. But with that particular, like, cast of characters, right? It's like the truly ridiculous ridiculous players of that movie are not part of the core cast except for zach galifianakis but ed helms and um bradley cooper bradley cooper are, both hold their own as comedic people it's just that like they were playing this like level of dry humor or like goofy humor against his like absolutely ridiculous sense of humor. It's like, and yeah. basically it was like Zach Galifianakis would say something absolutely ridiculous. And then Ed Helms or Bradley Cooper were allowed to pick it up and just be like, what the fuck are you saying, man? Well, that's kind of, why, that, why that, would that, we do that? <laughs> but this is a total dynamic of like guy friends. There's always yeah. one that's crazy. And then there's another one who's like the cool guy, which is Bradley Cooper, you know? Yeah. And then there's the one who everybody's making fun of because they're a little bit dorky, you know? Yeah. And that Holmes is so easy to rip the piss and, out of, right? And, and then <laughs> like, Doug, who's the one that everybody likes no matter what, right? Like yeah. he, he's the, he, he's the really likable one and we don't get to see him a lot of this movie, but uh, you know, Bradley Cooper, <laughs> is so cool and calm in every situation you know mm -hmm. like they come up the, the valet gives him a cop car and he's like be cool guys just don't say anything yeah <laughs> here's your cars here's your car officer thank you you know <laughs> 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 you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> what I love about that is like he's cool the entire movie when he has absolutely no right to be like, the, right. <laughs> like he has no exactly. reason to be confident and it takes him until the end of the movie to crack even a little bit and the second he does they find him so it's like <laughs> well it's it's even better because there's like a build up to him actually having a you know a moment you know yeah because yeah. <laughs> he's it, like, dude, you literally got tased earlier today. <laughs> well, not the same way that Zach Galifianakis got. Tased. Yeah. Well, in fairness, <laughs> that was, that was kind of earned. Wasn't it <laughs> in the face? In yeah. the face. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and Rob Riggle never plays a, 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 a calm character. He, he's, no. he, he, he is by his nature over the top. You know? Yeah. 
He's got one of those faces that says, I'm crazy. <laughs> it does. <laughs> and I think he is a little bit. Yeah. I mean, he's amazing in 21 Jump Street and 22 Jump Street. <laughs> right? Hey, Dave, close your eyes. <laughs> what, what does this sound like to you? <laughs> Sounds like Schmidt being a little bitch. <laughs> Uh, so um i did watch one episode of gilmore girls this week okay so so we could talk about that one Um, what what was the episode you watched it was uh, well it's the start of season five okay episode one goodbye so that's where we're at say goodbye to daisy miller um yeah and um so it's kind of a recap of season four and a setup for season five, really. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like well, it, because they smacked it feels like us with episode. a lot of plot at the end of season four. It was yeah. like, okay, so Lorelai and Luke are together. We had, we had, we're, we're, we're busily unpacking what happened in the last episode of season four here in the first episode of season five. And, um, you know, we, where we pick up is actually backed up into season four's finale right because mm-hmm. we're in the bedroom with dean and rory after they've had sex which we didn't get to see in season four right yeah and, and he's like you know we need to and she's like we need to pick a song and he's like or he is i can't remember which and uh because we, we don't have a song for for us and then she plays the candy man mm-hmm. and he's like that can't be our song and then you know lorelei comes home <laughs> right and i love the, the the it's it's sort of like a back to the future thing they take off with here because well because you get to see what happens outside of the room yeah yeah and so you get to see dean go outside and hear what was said right yeah and then uh dean had left his phone at home so rory tried to call dean Mm-hmm. You know, we got to see what happened with Rory after she walked through the door, right? Mm-hmm. She tried to call Dean and she got Lindsay, <laughs> you know, and then she just yeah. starts crying because the moment that she heard Lindsay's voice, she realized her mother was right. Yeah. And then she spent, spends a, a really long time trying not to admit to her that she was right. Yeah. R- r- basically. Right. I mean, that's the, that's the thing. Like, okay, she was right. I screwed up. Mm-hmm. I still don't want to admit that I screwed up and I'm definitely not going to tell her that she's right. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, that's, that's pretty much because throughout we're, 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 we're on that path of why they're arguing, you know, they're, they're kind of getting on the outs about the whole thing. And we're, um, you know, we're, we're hearing, um, Rory go and talk to Lane, right. Mm-hmm and lane and tell her about it but this is after she runs into dean a second time mm-hmm. right <laughs> and she ran into dean a second time at miss patty's and ends up doing it again you know well and she says something like well it's kind of easy after you practice <laughs> after the first you know um mm-hmm. and um so you know that's going on um, and, and at the same time, we have relationship issues with Richard and, and, and Emily, right? And mm-hmm. um, <laughs> so they're they're in the aftermath of having been at the at the end, the opening, yeah, right, at the end, 
and and so we get to see what happens with them after they left the inn which is mm -hmm. you know richard's like do you realize you just leapt out of a moving vehicle well richard <laughs> everything can't happen on your schedule <laughs> 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 right. <laughs> he pulled a. She's pulled a Steve Carell. She pulled a Ladybird and a Steve Carell. She had a Ladybird moment. Uh, yeah. You know? Good and, for her. And, and I think I think this came out before both of those. So. So actually, I, they were all three pulling an, pulling Emily, an Emily Gilmore. Yeah, yeah, they were all pulling an Emily Gilmore. Yeah. Um, she says, <laughs> "I'm going to Europe and going to have two glasses of wine at lunch every day. Only prostitutes have two glasses of wine at lunch." <laughs> <laughs> then buy me a bow and drive me to reno because i'm open for business <laughs> these are i wrote these down because they, they made me so laugh funny oh my god i forgot because it was like you, you know when two people are arguing and you're just like wow you are perfect for each other <laughs> like in every way you're like well it's really sad that you arguing with one another is just so perfectly illustrates how perfect for you you are like, I, i'm going to europe and i'm going to have two glasses, two glasses of wine, of wine at, at lunch, lunch. Oh, only prostitutes. prostitutes have two glasses of wine at lunch <laughs> that's why she said it <laughs> she thinks that too <laughs> <laughs> well, wrap me in a bow and try me to read. <laughs> like, that's her perception of a prostitute. <laughs> right. <laughs> Someone who drinks two wines, two glasses of wine two at lunch. Two glasses of wine at lunch. Wears feather boas <laughs> and is in Reno. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I love the cutaway to Kirk, who's laying on the couch in the inn with rosebush thorns in his ass because mm -hmm. he landed in a <laughs> in Taylor's rose bushes and, yeah. from his nightmare. And then he's he's laying there and he's like, <sighs> he's like, what what did I miss? What I remember is. I was running to, away from them. They were they were after me. I ran down the stairs, through Luke and Lorelai kissing, down through the... <laughs> <laughs> and, and Suki is like... He's like... She, he says to Suki, was that real? And Suki's like, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? and, and then she confronts Luke. Was that she's real? Like, hey. You know? And she was excited. you tell me what happened? <laughs> yeah. She was excited about it. And then, mm -hmm. like, the problem is that Lorelai is not excited when Suki tells her. And it, the reason is, I don't think that it's Lorelai is apprehensive about Luke. She's just, she's just scared to death of mm -hmm. it, it not being true and not being real. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> she, you know, and the same for Luke. He's the same kind of scared. That mm. it was it was a moment, and maybe it's not a thing, and maybe you know, yeah. Um, and uh, and uh, but uh, you know, all that stuff's going on. But I love that we cut around. You know, we're cutting back and forth between those things, and we come to uh, Lulu and Kirk having breakfast because he can't sit down, mm -hmm. <laughs> and he won't tell her why. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and she's like, "But you can't eat standing up; it causes cancer." My mom says that. <laughs> <laughs> it 
it causes cancer. I lost my mind laughing at Lulu right there. Again. <laughs> well, and what I love about that is I'm pretty sure it's the first time you really hear Lulu and Kirk interact and you're like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> like, like wow <laughs> uh Lindsay, of course we cut away to them at, at this uh, at some point in here and she is talking to dean who's mad because she answered his phone um and, and they do not make sense so well he is she is trying so hard <laughs> like she is she is being the nicest most unconfrontational person she can be. She's trying really hard and he is just being a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> like flat out. There's like, nothing nice about Dean right now. Well, so like, especially because like, you know, put yourself in Lindsay's situation. It's the middle of the night. She sees a phone call coming out. Her, she hears a phone ring. She looks at it. It's her husband's phone and her husband's ex-girlfriend is calling him in the middle of the night. And she answers it, and then just the line goes dead. <laughs> She's and, like, huh, weird. And, and she, she says something about it. And, but she doesn't say who it was. And, you know, like, for me, it's like, well, you know who it was. The phone had to tell you who it was. Yeah. Was Even like, then, cell phones told you who it was. Well, <laughs> and Dean 100% had her contact saved, you know? Right. Yeah. So it's like, you know who it was. Right. But Lindsay so. is, you know, and Lindsay is actually, it's not her fault, any of this. No. <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> no. Like, like. I mean, she wants I mean, a lot of things and she isn't working and those kinds of things. But, but those wouldn't be a but problem. But those are not reasons to cheat on your wife. Well, those wouldn't be a problem if he was having a real relationship with her and not a rebound that he married. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right yeah those because, wouldn't be issues if you actually loved her and weren't just like married to her yeah. right you would be talking about these things with her and in a, in a normal tone and not just being uh in fact actually yeah. him being angry with Lindsay is one of my least favorite dean traits ever because it's mm -hmm. like oh okay so this he's angry with who, himself and he's taking it out on her yeah it's yeah. like okay mm -hmm. that's not an appropriate way to deal with this at all like it's not yeah. you shouldn't be yelling at her just because you're upset with yourself like so, that's not fair um you know we'll, we'll jump back to that in a moment but i love this side plot that's going on with kirk i mean not with kirk but with taylor and michelle right so <laughs> michelle who was told not to have his dogs at the end has his dogs at the end <laughs> and lorelei knows he has his dogs at the end even though he's trying to hide them from everyone and right. um <laughs> taylor comes down and he's got one shoe that's eaten and another one that's missing <laughs> and <laughs> and everybody that that knows like i, I know and lorelei knows that michelle's dog ate the shoe right like yeah. there's just like no doubt about it it doesn't even and and so <laughs> That he's going, you know, Taylor is understandably upset because he left his shoes out for the complimentary shoe shine service. Because, mm -hmm. <laughs> of course, he would. Whatever you said was a service on a list anywhere, he yeah. is going to try out because that's what he's doing, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and Michelle's like, trying to deny that there even was a service. And then he, then he, then he you know, uh, Taylor comes back with the sheet that mm -hmm. shows all the things. And she's like, see? He shows it to Lorelai and she's like, Michelle, 
I told you that we weren't doing these services because we don't have people to do these services, you know? Well, we should have these services, you know? And he starts like, she's like, mm -hmm. well, we don't. So you need to find, go and get Taylor a new pair of the same shoes. <laughs> and make sure they're shined. <laughs> and make sure they're shined. And then yeah. Taylor's like, okay. And he goes away. And then she says, now you know where these shoes happen to them. <laughs> you need to get those dogs out of here, you know? Yeah. But they're my, he's like, she's like, I don't want to hear any of that now. <laughs> right. Basically. Yeah. And it would be one thing if they were here and quiet and not eating people's shoes. But now I have a customer complaining to my face and it's Taylor. <laughs> And, and how like about this? Anybody. This is why I didn't want the dogs here because I knew that something like this would occur. <laughs> yeah. Right. If they were well behaved, like normal animals who were not going to eat shoes, then I wouldn't care. But but I know that you don't like actually train your dogs. So I'm, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I've met um, your dogs. I've seen your dogs. Uh, I know how you treat your dogs. You, no, you, you can't bring them. Like, <laughs> right. And um, so. Uh, you know, then Lorelai gets a call from Luke and she's trying to find a play or she calls Luke and she's trying to find a quiet place to talk. She goes into the closet and sits down talking to him and looks over and Papa is in there chewing on Taylor's other shoe. <laughs> I love that. That's so good. You know, um, and they decide that they are both in and they really liked their kiss and they want to do, you know, they're, they're still mm -hmm. fine, you know? Um, and then, em then Emily shows up for lunch <laughs> in the middle of Rory telling Lane all about Dean and that she won't talk to Lorelai about it. No way. That's a mm -hmm. non-starter. And it's like, well, yeah, cause you'd have to admit you were wrong to talk to Lorelai. <laughs> yeah. In order to talk to your mom about this, you'd have to be like, yeah, you're right. Right. This is bad. This is only going to get worse. Yeah. And so um, <laughs> Emily shows up for lunch anyway and um, makes Rory. She So she calls Rory and makes her come back to the inn because we were supposed to have you invited your grandmother to lunch. Well, well, she left. Yeah, but she came back. <laughs> That's a whole other because thing. Because we had plans to lunch. and Right. Yeah. So um, then Emily says, I'm going to Europe and I'd like, you know, I'd still like to, you to come with me. I had to bump a Baptist. I had to have him bump a Baptist from the flight in order to get my seat, but I can have him bump another Baptist <laughs> 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 from the Christian convention or something yeah. that was on the flight. Um, but I can have them bump another Baptist. <laughs> I love that line. That was funny. Yeah. Um, so she goes away to make phone calls and Rory's like, is this a Henry James novel? Ship the girl who acts up off to Europe? <laughs> That's where we get the, you know, mm -hmm. one little thing and goodbye Daisy Miller. You know, mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like, mm -hmm. I love the whole reference there, mm -hmm. you know. Um, well, what I also love is that Lorelai then has to defend herself and be like, listen, your grandma wants to take you to Europe on yeah. an expense paid, paid trip. I didn't say that. I have not yeah. told her anything because I'm not an idiot. Am so I opposed? You, no. No. <laughs> you know? Do I think it's actually a good idea and that maybe you should do it? Yeah. But it's up to you, really, if you want to. Exactly. And I think that that conversation really gave Rory enough of an out to think about it and be like, do I really want to be present for the fallout of Dean's marriage? No. 
Well, and also, like right before that, on the way there, she had walked by the butcher shop and saw Lindsay in there. And Lindsay was begging the butcher guy to explain to her the recipe for cooking his favorite meal. And she's like, I'm having dinner with Dean tonight, and it's got to be right this time, you know? And, yeah. And she was like... I mean, it almost made me cry because she was so sweet and really wanting to do it, you know, Yeah. for this guy who's doing the worst things that he could do to anybody, <laughs> Yeah. you know, and, and she's just like, she's really, really like, I tried that and I, I need you to write down every step and every timing because I have to have it right this time, you know? Yeah. And, and Rory saw that and was like, this isn't over. This is ridiculous. <laughs> like that's, that's what was in her head. Like, yeah, th- th- there's nothing over here. Um, this, yeah. Lindsay is clueless about this, you know? Well, and also it's like, it, it's like one of those things where it's like, I hate that Rory saw that and was like, Oh, Dean's lying to me about this being over. Like, but from like another external human perspective like the third party reaction to that is like oh rory like this is bad for both of you but you have no idea that like not only is he cheating on his wife with you and that sucks it's like he's cheating on her and taking it out on her yeah and she not only is doing nothing wrong, but she feels remorseful because she's he's clearly upset about something and is trying her damnedest to just like do something for him. Like, right. And she like, thinks that please. maybe she's the one that's messing up and that's why he's, you know, yeah. And like, she thinks it's she, her fault. Like, and you're just standing there like, oh, well, he hasn't broken up with her yet. Like, like Rory, my job be is a to, human being like, you know, Jesus. She, and she doesn't have a job and stuff. And she thinks it's her job to make the meals and all of that stuff. And, and she isn't doing it very well. So she thinks that that's the problem, yeah. you know, which, uh, hey, yeah, you know, I, I see where she's coming I mean, from. She's looking, she's looking internally to try and solve the problem, right? Which is, which is like which is healthy like she, yeah, <laughs> she's doing what she's supposed to do it's just not actually her fault like like and rory's also remembering that she liked her before she was with dean yeah you know that yeah. she was a, she was a cool person and she liked her and <laughs> this whole yeah. thing it's like well what am i doing to her this is this is not cool you know yeah so going to europe is a nice solution right (laughs) and she doesn't want to admit that that lorelei's right so much so that she argues with her about it and then she's like i'll go at the end of it that's her actual admission Mm -hmm. you know like (laughs) that 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 lorelei is correct in fact even the accusation of her being like oh the young girl acts up and then you're shipping her off to rome or whatever yeah like okay so you know you were acting up like, like so like you do know that you were acting up right the, okay. the, you did the wrong thing i'm glad you know at least there's that right yeah like that there is absolutely reason to be like all right your soul needs saved a little bit like and then the most charming part of this episode is the end of it where he um luke has left like a message you know liz tj hurt himself and, and liz needs help with the last renaissance fair of the year you know and I'm going to go and help her out because I'm stupid and I answered the phone, you know, <laughs> and then he calls back and he's like, oh, I forgot to tell you, I got a new cell phone. And then he hangs mm-hmm. so you can call me if you want. Ah, calls back again. Hey, you know what? The number, 
would be helpful to, you know, like, <laughs> you know, and uh, then she calls him and, and she says, where are you? I'm about 10 minutes from if I lived here, I'd blow my brains out. <laughs> and she says, I hear it's a lovely time of year there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. And then you realize, like, in that moment, you're like, oh, they're real cute together. Like, this makes so much sense. I mean, I'm it wasn't so even a realization. Had I had it from episode one, moment one, that, you know. Yeah. The we, second we, we, that we, she said, oh, hey, Luke, can I get some coffee? And they started doing that riffraff thing with one like another. You're five like, years. Oh, wow. Five seasons to get to this. Thank you. Finally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, anyway, that's what I watched. I had time for one. I tried to, I tried to start to squeeze in the second one, but I only got like a minute in. So, well, you know, valiant. We had, we had a lot going on this week in terms of, um, I, you know, I was recording on the new record and we did last weekend. I did, I was working with, uh, Sionich on their thing and mm -hmm. we have the big shows coming up. Um, the the first show of the music series is next weekend so yay you know, lots of stuff happening and we honestly the by the time this did comes you see out, the picture be... of the did you see the picture of the t-shirt yeah yes yeah so I we've got them. the national road music series t-shirts that can be bought at the show that'll be fun yeah that'd be good um by the time this comes out dear listener uh, that up uh, that that'll have already happened but um <laughs> yeah be looking out for other parts of that national road music series well that'll be uh, part of the moonshine and music podcast and so there'll be a lot there so if you want to yeah, check so, out that so be watching yeah. those channels um but in the meantime and also go and read bailey's Substack. yeah do you yeah. read it this week dad I haven't read it yet. I saw it in my email and I haven't gotten tisk, a read. Tisk, tisk. I know, but I will read it. I read all okay. of them. Mm -hmm. So I do. I swear. And if you want to be as devoted as my own father, you can find that at uh, baileyshelton.substack.com. So. Whoop 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 yeah. whoop. All right. Yeah. Um, well, I think that's all we have for this week. Um, but we'll be seeing you out there. Um, all right. Love you, Bailey. Love you, Dad. Thank you for being a part of the Family Rabble podcast with Joe Shelton and Bailey Shelton. Join us next time for more fun episodes.